Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie. I'm Janelle Cameron. Hi there, I'm Leslie Pearson. Today, we're going to be going over agent etiquette. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team, the podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Hey everyone, I hope you had a great weekend. Welcome back. Um, We're going to talk today about agent etiquette. Last week we talked about buyer etiquette, but today we're going to talk about agent etiquette. And part of the reason for that is that CBC Marketplace report that came out last week that I'm sure a lot of you have heard of, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, But it kind of, you know, thought we're going to talk about buyer etiquette, then agent and seller too. Everybody has a responsibility to do the right thing in this real estate market. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's just chat shortly, quickly about what's happening in the market. It's weird. It's a little slow. I'm not going to lie. A little bit slow. Um, listings, not a lot coming out. Yes. Seems um, quiet. And more quiet than usual the end of October. Yeah. I would say particularly in the condo market, but you know, listings in the housing side of things, it's also slow. So slow. Like yeah. I, I look today, usually on a Monday, we have a lot of new properties on the market. Um, today we have, like where I monitor my search. So in downtown condo market, right now on a uh, you know midday on a Monday, there's only 33 new listings. That is very slow. Mm-hmm. Um, we've only got nine in the entire East End that are up already on a Monday. And Monday's a big listing day. So it's weird. Yeah, I agree. I don't know what that's. <laughs> really I don't know sure. what that's all about. Yeah, um, I don't either. I'm not even really sure what to say about that. It seems like the prices are still okay. We're not seeing necessarily a decline, uh, but I am seeing a lot more terminations than I'm usually seeing. Um, right. So, what's the termination? So termination is usually when people relist for a lower price. Usually. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they have listed low, try to get multiple offers. They, they don't really get them. They so they terminate at a higher price. Yeah. But it's a termination of a listing. It's a termination of a listing. So normally... You sometimes know, they terminate and don't relist. Sometimes they terminate and don't relist. Or they may suspend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's an indication to us that... You know, when we monitor, we don't just monitor the sales. We look at price changes, mm-hmm. up or down, um, see more down than up right now. Uh, we look at whether things have been suspended, whether they've been terminated, or whether they've expired, which is a big one. Um, expirings, you know, usually happen toward the end of each month. Uh, you know, but if a listing expires and hasn't sold, sometimes then it's relisted as well. Uh, but it's important because all of this you know, paints a picture of what's happening in the market. It's more than just sales mm-hmm. and new listings. And so I am very curious to see what the stats are going to look like at the end of the month, which is soon, right? What is the date today? Sunday's the 31st, so we'll know. We might not know when we meet. We won't know on November 1st. No. But they'll come out that week, and we'll talk about, about it week. on the 8th, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I think we will be in for a bit of surprise. Now, I have a feeling that things are going to be a little slow for a few months here. Um, and I've heard a lot of people saying, well, we'll just relist in the spring. Mm-hmm. We'll wait till the spring. Yeah. And I feel like that might be a mistake. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is that's telling me that, but yeah, I know I have the same mistake. I have the same gut reaction. Yeah. That I would I would suggest to people that uh, say that like let's do it now. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. I just don't know where where we're headed. So let's just see how things go. I don't I don't mean to sound doom and gloom at all. Uh, but I just, it's just, there's just some weirdness I haven't seen. I don't think I've ever seen. It's just weirdly quiet mm-hmm. on both sides. Normally, normally if the market is slowing, it's because we've got too many listings mm-hmm. and not enough sales. And in this case, we have neither. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have a lot of sales. We don't have a lot of listings. Mm-hmm. It's just like everybody was just took a pause. Yeah. Do you think it was the election? No. No. Do you think it's, I can't think of what it would be. The Anything COVID related? It, no, I think it might just be fatigue. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe just basic old fatigue, tired of hearing about it, tired of thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But why is that hit now? And Don't it never know. has any other October 25th. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And it's really been the whole month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it's out there. That's just our, you know, observation about what we're seeing out there. Uh-huh. Um, I am seeing, although there aren't very as many as we're used to, houses for sale. I am seeing them sell. But yes. condos I'm seeing. They're sitting maybe around. They're sitting around. Mm-hmm. Um, longer than usual. It's like a a lack of urgency. It just Mm -hmm. seems like everyone, and I think all, you know, they're all selling eventually, but it's just slow. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe the, maybe it's just quickly, it's just simply a case of the days of selling in five minutes are over. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's just going to be like a regular market where it may take a couple weeks, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's not a bad thing. No. So maybe the strategy that has become so commonplace of listing low and setting an offer date is not working. Well, I think certain areas, mm-hmm. you know, I think you have to be careful of what what that looks like, right? Um, and just, just anecdotally, if I'm looking at all the sales in the East End today that have happened, so this would have happened whenever over the weekend, but they're just being posted today. Right, right. Uh, there are one, two, three, four, five, six of them, and five of six have gone significantly over asking. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, um, you know, there are also others that have not been posted. So, mm-hmm. you know, some price changes, like I said, some uh, terminations today. So, yeah, we'll just, it, it will remain to be seen. We'll just have to keep our eyes, our eyeballs out, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, today we were going to talk about agent etiquette. Agent etiquette is interesting. And I think um, there was a CBC Marketplace report. These reports are so funny from the outside. But um, it was talking about, they went undercover, of course, as they do. And they interviewed, asked a number of agents to uh, show them properties. And what they determined was that the homes in the market that are for sale by owner, what we call FISBOs for sale by owner, they are not paying the traditional commission to the buyer's agent. Those homes are not being shown by buyer's agents. Right. That was the conclusion drawn from the experience. Right. Yeah. 
So they said they looked at, you know, several hot markets. They called, also called many agents uh, around the country, asked about their commission prices, um, kind of, you know, led you to believe that we as agents have, um, you know, set a fee for commission. Nobody's questioning it, and this is how it is, and uh, there's no negotiation. Um, they also questioned why um, the selling the sellers pay the list the listing and the buyer agents commissions because that's always been the way it is and why they do that and we don't know that's how it is all over the world by the way well not maybe not all over the world but certainly all over north america mm-hmm. so we thought we would just talk a little bit about that what that means for you uh, i think it would be remiss of us not to discuss it it's uh strange kind of bit of news that's been kind of floating around since it happened. Yeah, it's out there. We're sure that you have uh, heard about it or seen this episode of CBC Marketplace and it would be wrong not to talk about it. So, you know, so what I don't know, what do you think, Janelle? What are our obligations as real estate agents to our buyers and sellers? So technically by our rules um, set forth by our code of ethics and and the real estate council of ontario we are obligated when we're representing a buyer to present them with all options whether that is uh, a full commission being paid to the buyer's agent or whether it is a reduced commission paid to the buyer's agent our duty is to show them or let them have access to all of the listings out there regardless of what they're paying me as the agent. Right. That's the reality. So, or that's the, I should say, that's how it is on paper. The reality is, you know, you we obviously for many reasons have opinions and uh, may not choose to show every single property to them. I mean, certainly if you're looking for, for example, um, a if you tell me I'm looking for a one bedroom condo downtown with you know um, 700 square feet, there are thousands of options probably. So maybe I'm not sending everyone right to the buyer. Right. So our obligation, the way I think of it, is that our obligation is to bring our experience and our expertise uh, and our knowledge to you as a buyer and hear you and understand what you're looking for and not necessarily focus on every single property that meets your basic requirements, but filter them according to what you have Uh presented in terms of your search criteria. Um, Because we know so much about the market and we get to learn so much about you and you know there may be a big whack of properties that on paper if you look at your search criteria just would not fit the bill Mm. so um, uh, I think our job is is really to serve as an expert filter Mm -hmm. and um, but I don't think that one of the filter criteria is the amount I'm going to benefit from it. That's right. That can't be 
what you know the basis on which we choose to see or not see properties uh-huh. now i have to admit i don't even look at that because there are so no. few properties listed by for sale by owner no. i come across maybe one every 3 months right, right? um and when i do if i do it's generally been sitting around for so long that I, I have my feelings about for sale by owner, as so most by, people what, do. For, for sale by owner, do you mean when the owner is trying to sell themselves? Yes. And so you include in there when they hook up with one of these, you know, brokerages in name only where they just charge. Right. Yeah. A mirror posting. Yeah. So I don't look at that either because you're no. looking at the search criteria for your clients. And, it, you know, sometimes it's been, you know, when... Uh, the deal paperwork is done, and then I see for the first time what it is. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to tell you, though, for the most part, even most for sale by owners do pay the full commission to the buying brokerage. They just don't want to pay the listing brokerage. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, quite often they are so overpriced, and that's just the way it is, that I... I would disclude them not because of the amount of right. commission they're paying, but right. just because of right. like this one. So that's why I say our job is to serve as an educated filter, but the amount that we're receiving um, as payment for doing uh, completing a transaction is not one of the things we filter accordingly. Right. But that's not what the CBC marketplace showed. No, and I think there probably are some people, because full disclosure, if I, a couple times I've had listings that don't sell and I've offered more. To yeah. the buyer's agent, and people come. Yeah, they want to make more money, right? Yeah. So they will be inspired. Yeah, um, yeah. So to often see something. with these uh, fizbos, there are reasons other. There are often reasons other than the commission to the buyer's agent that they wouldn't be top of mind or top of list. I would say almost always. Yeah, and so there are things like Janelle mentions. They're overpriced, often grossly yeah. overpriced, um, not presented well. Um, the buyer's home. Yeah. The sellers are home, I mean, yeah. every time you go, that puts people off. Yeah. Um, I mean, a seller is choosing this route. I think the only reason is for cost savings. Yes. So, I, you know, often I find, you know, it might be a, it's a gross generalization, but those homes also tend not to be um, as Maintained. well. Maintained. Yeah. yeah, because mm-hmm. if you're not going to care about one thing, it seems to be a trend or a relationship between how much you care about other things like maintenance of the home. Right. So, you know, I, I, I probably think that there is some t- statistical relationship between showings and FISBOs, but I don't think it, you can put it to the amount of commission owed, except yeah. for, you know... Agreed. It's one small piece of the puzzle. One small piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, I, I do acknowledge, having said that, I acknowledge there are people that do. Oh, for sure. Would I ever not show a place, if everything else was great about it for my clients, would I not show it because of the commission offered to me? No. Mm-hmm. Never. No. Mm-hmm. And I think most agents are like that. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would try to negotiate my commission. Right. If they were not paying what I wanted to be paid. I would probably try to negotiate it. There's also the other thing you have to keep in mind is there is a buyer representation agreement that we generally sign with our buyers before they purchase something that says I get paid two and a half percent of the price of the home that you buy. And so the on that representation agreement, they are committing to have that fee being paid. The so buyers are. The buyers yep. are. So if we're not getting it from the actual seller, 
then a lot of buyers will make up that fee. Mm-hmm. Um, has never happened to me, but I know it does happen. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've had a few cases where the commission offered to me as a buyer's agent was less than, you know, less. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've never, I would never, I don't think I'd ever go after the buyer for the, to make I would either. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, you, if could. There, you could. Legally, you could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, that's one of many things that we need to keep in mind as agents that are representing the buyer. Um and if we're talking about sort of agent etiquette, you know, that's important. We yeah. have to present them with all options. The flip side of that is I feel like I also need to filter those options, as you mentioned, based on my knowledge of particular buildings, yeah, particular properties. That's, yeah, Yeah. I was giving an example of yeah. a client who uh, presented me with a listing yesterday that was cheap and in an absolutely horrible area. And uh, I said, I don't think you want to live there. Mm-hmm. And that is my job. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't tell you what the commission they were paying. I've never looked. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you that as soon as I saw where it was, I said, uh, uh, no, yeah. there's a reason why that house is so cheap and right. you can't live there. Right. So right. so the other part of that, the story on the CBC Marketplace um, clip was about um, setting commission. Because mm-hmm. they called around, if I recall, to uh, several agents and to ask them. Around the country. About, uh, uh, to ask them what, you know, the charge would be to for this f- fake seller to sell their house. And they got fairly consistent answers. Yes, incredibly um, consistent. Yeah. And um, there were some, I think... Um, some recordings in that clip that I think, you know, there were some inappropriate things said. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there is no standard commission. What we see in the consistency across the country is that there seems to be some norms and Mm -hmm. some trends and patterns, but every listing agent um, has the discretion to negotiate commission. Mm Uh, with their sellers and they're negotiating on their behalf as well as the cooperating or the buyers brokerage as well mm-hmm. um, so you know when it, we, if you saw that clip and then you saw some people talk about my standard is um, there's really no standard no there's a there is consistency there's no fix there's no fix but there are but patterns and trends yeah. yeah and you know I want to make that very clear because I think that's important as the listing agent it is my prerogative to charge what I want to charge. Mm-hmm. It is your prerogative as the seller to choose me or not. Right. And if you don't want to pay what I'm selling, yeah. <laughs> then that's up to you. Yeah. Um, you have options. You have a lot of options. You have 62,000 options. <laughs> right. Um, so that's completely your call. Right. And I think that I think that for every seller, you need to look at all of the things that come with the commission right and make your decision based on that well, yeah we've, we've talked about this in the past but like for sure no two agents are the same and um you know and the other thing i my father always said you know said was you know you get what you pay for and you need to make sure you're comparing apples and apples and not choosing your agent in my opinion on the basis of commission because you're often you know, I think your interest is in netting out the most money possible. And my opinion is that um, 
a reduced commission is not the way to net out with the most money possible. <laughs> I, I've yeah. never seen it go like that. Yeah, no, no, that um, doesn't have evidence suggests quite yeah. the opposite. Right. Um, you know, and you know, I will say when I'm talking to sellers that uh, I will recommend what we offer to the buyer side of the transaction. And, you know, there what I recommend is what is the norm in the neighborhood for the kind of product you're selling. Right. And, uh, and I will say that, in my opinion, it would be wrong to go lower than that. Yeah. So, but there again, I'm, I'm giving you my expert opinion on what would be the best thing to do to get you the most money possible. Yeah. Um, and it's your choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no one's twisting your arm. No one has a gun to your head. It's your choice to choose which option you want to go. If you're a very budget conscious person, you may choose a discount brokerage and just know that a discount brokerage cannot provide the full service that a full service brokerage would provide. And that's up to you. Mm-hmm. That's everybody has a threshold, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you either buy, you know, a used Kia or you buy a Mercedes. They both do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same kind of thing, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It's mm-hmm. your it's your choice. Um, that was a strange analogy, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, Janelle and I both agree firmly on the value and the evidence suggests um, the benefits of full service um, in terms of days on market and selling price. Mm-hmm. We believe in it so firmly that we... We pretty much stick to our guns on there, although, Janelle, I will say, every situation is different, Mm -hmm. and I don't have a standard commission. If, for example, there's a case where, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, as an example, maybe it's an estate sale, and really, or maybe it's a uh, really total gut job or reno reno job or a you know house is going to be torn down and a new one built so we don't have to do the whole full service to um, appropriately sell that property you know I'm going to take that into account but you know the core belief in full service and uh, what you get you get what you pay for stands well yeah and mm-hmm. I think you know, from my perspective, we provide, we are a brand mm-hmm. that provides X service. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't just right. pick and choose as you right. go along. I think right. it's like you provide, you know, there's a place for everybody. There's, there's a, a place, place for everybody. For That's everybody. the thing. You've got choice. You have choice. Yeah. Um, okay. So that was... That was interesting. I think, uh, like all these things do, the CBC will report will go disappear, and it'll be something else in a couple months. Um, hard to change the change the industry, though. Now, I mean, it's right. just, these are the things that we do, right? And yeah, and so we follow the regulations of our registrar and and do follow the code and do what we are ethically and um, professionally. Um, what we professionally want to do. And uh, so right now, that's the way the system is set up. Mm -hmm. The seller, the listing brokerage, determines commission for both sides of a transaction. Right. That's just the way it is. The way it is. Now, what else are our um, fiduciary duties? What else do we need to do for our clients um, as part of our etiquette, as part of our agent etiquette? Well, uh, uh, you know, uh, there are many... Uh, aspects to this, but uh, so one is fiduciary. Mm-hmm. 
You know, we have to maintain our focus always on our clients' um, best service. That didn't come out right. Best interest. Best interest. And um, in doing so, we're obligated to maintain their privacy. We're obligated to respect their, um, pri- their privacy, their um, financial situation, and, and respect their property, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. I'm not speaking right. What do you think about Yeah, I think it, to maybe make a easier example for people to follow, uh, let's say I'm representing a couple that's getting a divorce. And right. I'm, I'm not allowed to then tell, you know, the potential buying uh, agents, oh, well, or like at an open house, oh, well, they're getting divorced. Don't worry, they'll take a low price. Right. Or, uh, oh, he's being an ass. He won't take anything less than X, but she'll take this, and, you know, good luck, you know. There's just different things that happen with, you know, maybe one party's sick, for example, or maybe they've won the lottery. <laughs> Whatever the reason is, you can't disclose that personal information. There's nothing that I can say that would impact the sale. Right. Right. So what we have to restrict our conversations to are the facts. Yeah. Now, it becomes tricky because a lot of times people will say, so why are they moving? Right. And sometimes you have to lie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been in situations where I'm representing a couple that's separating. And I'm not going to say that. And so, and I don't want to give a vague answer. So I will sometimes say, well, well, they're just relocating. Which is kind of a lie, but not really. I don't say they're well, relocating they out of the country. Um, you know, or sometimes you have to say it's for work. Sometimes th- different things like that. And, you know, if it's someone I know well or someone that's annoying me, I say, who cares? Yeah, that's what I typically say. Yeah. I don't want to lie and I don't want to be vague. So I'll just say, you know what? It's irrelevant. Yeah. The, the me too, is- but sometimes they push you. Yeah. Um, but and at the end of the day, if I want to, you know, not that I would deliberately, you know, lie to, to somebody um, you know, in a in a really gross way, but I do also at the same time have to protect my seller's interests. And right. So I have to do whatever I have to do right. to make sure that their interests are protected right. at all times. Yeah. I mean, they just decided to sell. It's a they big just decided to sell. Says nothing. Yeah. But right. it's it's upsizing, downsizing. I mean, yeah. you can say whatever you want. I don't know even know why people ask that question. Oh, I don't either. Yeah. Because I think back in the day, it did matter. You know, mm-hmm. maybe they thought they could get a deal if there was something that they should be knowing about. Uh, you know, there's some desperation involved. But in this market mm-hmm. that it's been for years now, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's like trying to somebody trying to negotiate. Well, I, you know, there, meanwhile, there's like 20 offers on the property, but they're trying to complain to me about the property's uh, tiles and how much uh, they need mm-hmm. to replace the tile. It's like, you know, buy it or don't buy it, but like yeah. your reasons for not buying it are, yeah. are totally irrelevant to yeah. me. Like either you're in the fray or you're not, right? So when you're a, a real estate agent working for sellers, you can't really uh, release motivation or anything about what they'd be willing to accept in terms of sale price, for example. But I had buyer clients who went to an open house yesterday. Funny, open houses are happening. Yeah. I don't know that they were many, many, but they found one. And the listing agent wouldn't tell them what the local high what the high school was for that address. Why? Because it was beyond the scope of facts about the house. They said, go to your agent. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, you know. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 I think she didn't know. Yeah. (laughs) 
think the agent did know. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I don't know. That's that's a whole other interesting, mm-hmm. weird situation. Mm-hmm. I could go on about that. Um, but having said that, you know, if you are doing an open house and you are representing your seller, your job is also to make sure that you have all the facts and all the information and everything that you know that can help that sale. Mm -hmm. And so that would be, that's kind of really fitting kind of to what we're saying is Mm -hmm. because I would say that agent is neglecting those duties to some degree by not having all the facts Mm -hmm. about the property. Mm Because why wouldn't you Mm -hmm. have all that information? And if you Mm -hmm. didn't have it, you'd look it up. Yeah. Because, not because you're worried about covering your own ass, but because you that would be the right thing for your seller. Yeah. Like if I'm running an open house and I'm being difficult to the people that are coming here, I'm right. not giving That's them not the information. How well. how does that help? Yeah. Right? You're just yeah. going to be related to that, off. I I am very leery of committing to something that I'm not 100% sure of. So I will say, you know, that's a really good question. I am embarrassed to say I don't know the answer, Mm -hmm. but by the time you leave, I'm going to have you the answer. Absolutely. So I think, uh, you know, another agent um, obligation is to know what you know and know what you don't know and get the answers. And try to get the answers. Don't speak out of turn. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely don't speak Mm -hmm. out of turn. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why you wouldn't do that because Mm -hmm. that's what I would expect Mm -hmm. as a seller, Mm -hmm. someone representing me, is to do the best that they can, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And that's that's another point about an open house. Uh, I think that's really important is that I've seen before people running open houses. I've come in during that time um, as an agent with my clients and overheard people talking about Oh well, I've got another property that you would like better. Oh, the the agent hosting the open yes. house. Yes, you know. So instead of trying to sell the property that they have, they're trying to pick up clients, and it's usually because it's not the listing agent, mm-hmm. right? So you have to know that when you have an open house and someone else is running the open house, not your agent, but another agent yep. from the brokerage that's that's doing it on their behalf, chances are pretty good they're just trying to pick up clients, right? And so, again, agent etiquette says that you have to be there representing the seller. You cannot be sitting there trying to get your own clients, right? And it's, it's sure, it happens. But number one job sitting in an open house is making sure, you know, you're trying to sell the house. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's very interesting. And, and in today's world of, you know, cameras in everyone's houses, yeah. I think we're going to see yeah. a lot more people getting um, caught doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of um, agent etiquette issues related to open houses. I mean, primary, too, is maintaining the safety and security of the homeowner's property. Mm-hmm. Um, I have in the past, you know, had a lineup outside and only let in, I mean, now with COVID, we probably have to do that anyway, um, only let in a few at a time because, you know, in the heydays several years back, like, it would be a party in there. Oh, yeah. And uh, Literally, I, we'd yeah. have wine and cheese. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, is that good for, you know... I mean, I think the incidence of things stolen um, from open houses is quite low, but it does exist. It happened to me. Oh, did yeah. Yeah, and I had... I was selling a home, which was a problem from the get-go. It was just one of these, these properties that nothing was going right with it. Um, and these people came in during an open house, and they separated me. Uh-huh. And I didn't notice it at the time. I mean, you became two people? <laughs> <laughs> they were very much, oh, can you come over here? Mm-hmm. 
and show me something here. And the other one saying, I'm just going to go upstairs. And the one kept me occupied and asking questions and opening doors. And it, and it was odd, Mm -hmm. but I was by myself. And Mm -hmm. so the other person was gone. That person came back down. Now she did the same thing. And the other person walked around. And so maybe you see this happen on other occasions. I didn't really think much of it, Mm -hmm. except when they left, I thought that was odd. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I found out that something, they had stolen something from upstairs in one of the drawers. They had gone through the drawers, found a laptop. Oh, that's awful. It was awful. So then in the meantime, somebody had told me the next day that there was another agent Another open house going on up the street, and something had been stolen stolen oh. from that property as well. Mm-hmm. And so I called that agent and said, did they look like this? And she said, yes. Oh. I think it was them. They were in. And mm-hmm. so um, that was interesting. They were very, they were very experienced at doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and just a side note for sellers, don't ever leave things of value no. in your home. Sentimental or I can't, financial value? Yeah, I just cannot. Mm-hmm. You cannot be two places at once. Uh, but it was interesting how they did that. It was it was uh, quite a you know quite a team effort. Um, okay, so yeah, just going on a little bit further about uh, our duties and responsibilities. Um, again, as the listing agent, is we have a responsibility to disclose all relevant facts about the property that may affect a buyer's decision. And that end of the sentence there is the important part in my mind. If there is anything about a property that could conceivably be of importance to anybody, then you must disclose. That's right. You know, it may not be important to me, Mm -hmm. but that's irrelevant. If I can conceive that somebody might have an issue with something, you have to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, the worst thing um, is to have, you know... The neighbors on the street with their the new buyer after they've closed on their house, and then they find out. Oh, did you know that there was you know, right? The, yeah, there was like a flood in the yeah. house, or mm-hmm. yeah. So you know, you have to determine also at the same time though what is relevant to disclose. If there was a flood in the property five years ago because there was it needed to be waterproofed and they did the waterproofing and there's been no problem since right i might not disclose that there was a flood but i certainly would you know i would be highlighting the thing and i I would answer that question but you know you have to i think as the buying agent you have to ask the right questions too right because the listing agent may not always think about Mm-hmm. different things mm-hmm. you know so quite often as a listing agent you'll be asked has there ever been a flood has there any ever been a roof leak has there ever been you know termites like whatever there might be that you have an obligation to say oh yes mm-hmm. in fact or let me ask about that and i'll find out mm-hmm. um so it, you know it is a bit of a tough one because mm-hmm. but even the, so you know i take it as far as um you know, if anybody had died in the property, you yes, know, or you know, by suicide or by crime or by natural death, like it wouldn't matter to me, right? But it could possibly matter to somebody. Yeah. Often there's a trigger that we see in listings that indicates there's something to find out about. It'll say something like, you know, speak to LA or listing agent. Yes. Before about preparing parking an offer. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Before preparing an offer kind of thing that we see that, but, you know, buyers don't see that. But um, now what about when the property is as is? 
Well, there there are no representations or warranties about anything. Mm -hmm. So no claims um, about anything working or being maintained. Um, so I, th I think you can't say anything more than that about anything there, and you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Do you think differently at all? No, I think that's the same. Um, you know, it's a, it's a tough one because I think that in today's society, people have become very litigious. And so, and as realtors, we carry a lot of insurance. And so I think there is, there are a lot more claims and lawsuits that are going on now more than ever before from buyers for various reasons. Mm -hmm. They want to sue home inspectors. They want to sue the realtors. Mm -hmm. They want to sue, sue people with the insurance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to... You have to disclose all you can, I guess, mm -hmm. is, is the question. And the other thing is, you know, you really need to back it up in writing. Right. You know, mm -hmm. to make sure that uh, your sellers are protected. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Again, if it's something significant or substantial. Mm -hmm. On the flip side of that, if you are representing the buyer, mm -hmm. you know, you have to try to do your best to ask the right questions of the seller. But in absence of that or not getting all the information... You know, you have to, we have to counsel our buyers appropriately. Um, if it, in a home inspection is very important to them, they have to understand what their choices are, right? Um, especially in, we've talked about this many times, but in a multiple offer situation, if they can't do a home inspection as part of a condition of the property, we have to make sure they understand what that means. Mm -hmm. um, and it does seem sometimes like you counsel them, but they're but they're not entirely mm -hmm. aware. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I think as a seller, and, and the same thing could be said for um, for sale by owners, a seller should always be providing a home inspection. I think right. all the time. And if the buyer wants to do one in addition, that's up to them. But I right. think that the sellers should absolutely do this, especially if it goes in multiple offers. That should be 100% your job. Right. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's not the case. So mm -hmm. then, mm -hmm. you know, there are a lot of buyers who really need and feel like a home inspection is absolutely non-negotiable for them. Right. And they want to do one. And so, you know, our job is to make sure they understand the options of that. Right. right? So, so the agent etiquette here is to... Um, Give wise and considered counsel. Yes. To the party you're representing. Exactly. And to ensure that your clients have heard you, are informed, um, and are fully entitled to make their own decisions, even if it is against our counsel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But for our interest, I would always put that in writing. That's right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I think that, uh, you know, Making sure everyone knows all the facts mm -hmm. going in um, on both sides, buyer and seller, just protects everybody. Right. just makes the yep. most sense. Yep. Full disclosure. Yeah. Right? Now, what happens if the, the listing agent doesn't know and the sellers have neglected to tell the listing agent? Yeah, it's tough, eh? It is. Mm -hmm. Now, there is something called... Um, we would be responsible if it's obvious. Right. That is our job. So, for example... If there's a structural problem with the house and everybody and their brother can see it, but you, but the sellers tell you there's nothing wrong, there's been no problem, you know, it's your job to question it, get yeah, the facts. Not let it lay there. And not, yeah, mm -hmm. and figure it out mm -hmm. for sure. Um, 
Okay. And the but other there are other things like that you, if the seller doesn't tell you something, either willfully or they may not know, that you couldn't see. Mm-hmm. So, for example, what's an example of that? Maybe, um, I don't know, um, asbestos maybe behind the, yes. above the ceiling, for example. You they know, might not know that. They may not know that, and you cannot see that. Right. So are you obligated? What do you do about that? Yeah. That kind of situation. Yes. There, I mean, there's nothing you can do. No. Again, that's why I think the best thing to do is always get, you know, home get a home inspection yeah. in advance. Yeah. But it is it is tricky because even a home inspector may not. Right. You know, I've had situations where... Because they can only speak to what they can see exactly. easily And if they well. can't get into an attic because mm-hmm. you got all your crap in the yeah. closet... Then they can't speak to it. Then they can't speak to it. And then I've had situations where then the buyers moved in and said, uh-oh... We've got vermiculite. Right. And it's like, well, you know, you can't now sue the home inspector because they've made it very clear mm-hmm. that, you know, they can only access what they can access. They can, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, they can't, they, can't, uh, they can't see through walls, right? Mm-hmm. They're not miracle workers, and they can't see through. Um, they can't see on the roof if it's snowing and it's covered in snow. They just can't. So they have some limited, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. exposure as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, anything else you can think but of? But all their documentation says that. It does. We don't have disclaimers. No, mm-hmm. we don't, and we should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should. I think because people hold us responsible for a lot of things yeah, that, that are we can't beyond always. Our, yeah. 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 But again, you know, we've done this long enough. We know mm-hmm. our job is to inform and ask questions mm-hmm. and provide as much information as we can. But it happens all the time yeah. where, you know, we don't get all the information we need and we can only pass along what we can pass along. Right. And at the end of the day, I do want to say it is the buyer's responsibility. They still have a responsibility. No one's forcing you right. to go in with a firm offer. No one's forcing you to waive their conditions. No one's forcing you not to get a home inspection or, you know, not get mortgage approval. Like that is up to you, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. cannot rely on, we can only tell you what you need to do in order to secure the home and fear and competition, but I cannot guarantee that you're going to get a mortgage approval if you haven't gone down that road, mm-hmm. right? That's right. at some, at some point it is buyer beware. Right. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anything else you can think of that might be worth sharing or this up probably, that probably pretty much covers yeah. it. I think. Um, yeah, just know that we are, we're self-regulated under the Real Estate Council of Ontario. We have very strict guidelines and increasing um, digital, diligence and monitoring of, um, you know, our business practices. Um, and there are, there are idiots in every profession mm-hmm. who are going to break the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there are any more in real estate than there are in anything else. Yep. Um, but uh, there are really good ones out there too, and yeah, most it, of them are. Some of this comes down to trust, right? Yeah. You just need to feel comfortable. Um, you that's need why to feel I think that's why I think trust. You've hit it on the nail. Is the most important thing. Yeah. In your choosing of either your buyer or your seller agent. Yeah. Don't don't look at commission. Don't look at what they say your house is worth um, as the way to choose. Go with someone you can imagine working with and you can trust to give you the counsel you need. Yeah, and let me just say something about that. And this is a bit of a a beware to everybody. If you are selling your own home, Mm -hmm. you have to be aware that you are leaving yourself to some liability Mm -hmm. because you do not have 
RICO insurance. Mm -hmm. And if you are not disclosing all the facts or you have done something to cover something up Mm -hmm. and you are not being 100% forthcoming about what you're selling and you have not done the home inspection, you've not done all those things, you leave yourself very vulnerable. Right. And you have to be extremely careful. And the same can be, can be said for people buying a home from somebody else. Right. You need to do your due diligence, right? Yeah. And I would ask a lot more questions if I was trying to buy something privately than I certainly would if I was buying from somebody who has, you know, following most of the time, following a good code of ethics and doing everything that they should be doing. Agreed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I guess that's it for now. I'm done. All right. So uh, as always, if you guys have any questions, just feel free to reach out. We are always happy to answer them. And uh, please follow us on all of our social channels at the Janelle Cameron team. And in the meantime, happy real estate. Happy real estate, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from REMAX Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com. That's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com. Or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.